Welcome to the Self-Growth Nerds Podcast, where we help you embrace the most courageous version of yourself. My name is Marie, and I'm an adventure seeker who is obsessed with following the joy and creating more freedom. If you're eager for deep conversations, big questions, and meaningful connection, join me on the quest to discovering how we can live a more magical and memorable life. Hi everyone! How are you feeling this week? I hope you're good. I have had the schedule of a president, but it's been really fun and I'm getting really good at following my time blocks and not being a perfectionist who takes a task that should last two hours and turn it into a four-hour nightmare. So I'm getting really focused and better at moving on when something's not completely perfect. Anyway, today I want to tell you about the story of how I found my purpose. And then we're going to turn it around to you and look at your life as if it was a story so you can start seeing the patterns and understand what it is you've been put on this earth to do. Maybe you won't understand it today, but at least you're going to have lots of little hints. So first, let me tell you what my mission here is. I believe I'm here to help dreamers overcome their doubts and their fears so that they can turn what's in their imagination into a fulfilling and impactful reality. I'm here to connect with sleeping visionaries and wake them up because we need their ideas to make the world a better place. Now, the main vehicle through which I currently accomplish my mission is coaching. But keep in mind that our purpose doesn't have to be accomplished through our personal lives. It can happen outside of work and be equally as fulfilling and worthy. I mean, I also embody my mission whenever I meet new people or talk with friends. I tend to ask a lot of questions and try to dig deeper into their souls to hear about their feelings and their biggest desires. While I only recently found the right words to describe my purpose, I can see how it started growing in me from a very young age. If we want to get really spiritual, I'd say it was planted in my soul before I was even born. And I don't mean that I was walking around at five years old trying to help people find the courage to follow their dreams. What I mean is that looking back on my life, I can see how so many of the things that happened to me actually happened for me. To clarify and solidify my mission, challenges that I had to overcome to gain the experience and skills I need now in order to fulfill my mission better. Keep that in mind as we go back to the 90s and I tell you about my own story. So when I was a kid, I spent more time hanging out in my imagination than I did with the other kids. At some point, the teachers wondered if my ears were functioning well, as I didn't respond to my name. So I got tested, and it turns out my hearing was perfect. The doctors told my parents I just needed physical touch to come back to reality. Look, in school, chit-chatting on the playground was just not natural for me and I felt like a bit of an alien who didn't understand the social norms here on Earth and didn't know how to act normal and what to say to sound cool or just sound like the other kids. So I mostly kept quiet. Luckily, there was two special weeks every year where I would go to summer camp where everything felt 
possible. I could be whoever I wanted to be over there. We were told magical stories and we were constantly going on adventures. I loved it. So as soon as I was old enough to work, I wanted to recreate this feeling of possibility for all the kids and the teenagers that I cared for. I found immense joy in making them experience a world upside down from what they were used to at home or at school. I wanted to give them permission to be their wholehearted silly selves. I also loved the close connections I developed with the other staff members. The kind of people who were always willing to pull their sleeves up and help out. Not only did we bond over a common purpose, but we were also so tired at the end of our long days with the kids that we saw each other raw. There was no pretending as we sat and sang together after the children went to sleep. Eventually, though, I had to leave summer camp and figure out how to be a grown-up with an actual job that pays not only with smiles, but with actual dollars. This transition was tough. I thought the nostalgia was going to go away, but I was wrong. I tried to find similar enjoyment in a bunch of different places. I sold clothes, I hosted birthday parties, I worked on television sets, I moved to London where I worked in a cute little gift shop, I co-founded a mobile coffee business there as well, and then I came home to Canada and tried working 9 to 5 in a design agency (laughs) before jumping into freelance illustration work. All of these jobs were decent and some even sounded glamorous on paper. I mean, traveling to festivals in the UK to serve some really good lattes? Sounds dope. I was doing fine and I was reasonably happy, but there was some spark missing for me in this quote-unquote responsible grown-up life. The idea that my best years were behind me felt nauseating to me. I kept thinking, I cannot settle down for this ordinary life where I have seen with my own eyes a truer, more beautiful place and I have been a truer, more beautiful person inside of it. I remember being interviewed for a job in a design agency and the person asked me where I saw myself in five years. I knew that the typical answer was something like creative director. So that's what I said. But the truth was that I didn't see myself growing there at all. There was little moments throughout my 20s where I did find myself again. In the deep conversations I had with my favorite coffee truck customers, for example, or in the boost of inspiration I felt at the start of a promising creative project before all the norms came in to make it more complicated, or in the possibility that came with freelance work to travel whenever I wanted. But most of the time, this adult world felt flat and colorless to me. I didn't see the point in moving forward and upward just for the sake of it. Why do I want to be a creative director? I don't see the point. I was craving more depth in my connections, more adventure, more meaning. I found this in my close friendship with my family and with my lovers and the books I was reading and the trips I was taking. But I wanted more of it. Okay, maybe I'm greedy. Greedy for depth, greedy for adventure and meaning. So no wonder I was flabbergasted when I heard about the Pacific Crest Trail, a 2,653 mile long dirt path that stretches from the Mexican border all the way to Canada. Essentially, 
If you don't know already from me talking about it all the time, it's a gathering of souls who have had enough of regular life and are looking for something more. So for about six months, most of them walk to their own pace in the same direction, north. They walk in pursuit of freedom and new beginnings, looking for meaning. Hiking the PCT became my wildest dream. But in order for a clumsy dork like me to achieve something like this, I had to let whole parts of me die. As I hiked through the mountains and the storms, I repeated to myself, yes, this is tough, but I am tough enough. After spending my 20s trying to fit the grown-up mold and feeling pretty depleted about what was in store for me, the trail reminded me what it meant to feel alive and connected to myself, to other human beings, and to the universe. It was as hard as it was beautiful. The more I struggled through a storm, the more intense the joy and connection on the other side. With layers and layers of dirt on my face, my heart slowly broke open. And then I had to come home. And I was doing fine, really. I started taking on freelance work again. But there was a big empty space in my heart. The same emptiness I felt after leaving summer camp. I missed the version of me who had a clear purpose, walking north. That version of me woke up excited every day, ready to overcome any obstacle and to have fun along the way. Now that I had experienced this beautiful way of living, been part of a close-knit, generous community and seen how full I could feel on a daily basis, how could I even consider going back to real life? There must be a way to feel this way while still being part of society. But how? I sat with this how for a little while. At first, I thought I was meant to help other potential hikers find the courage to hike the PCT as well. So I created workbooks, video series, and even a coaching program with this in mind. I was feeling really close to something, but not quite. I didn't want to talk about backpacks and physical training. I wanted to talk about fears and courage and making it happen. So I listened to my intuition and put the hiking aspect aside. And here I am, clearer than ever about my mission here on Earth. I am sure it's going to grow over time, but I finally, finally understand that I, Marie, want to help the dreamers who are stuck in a job they don't like, listening to a coworker complain or passively scrolling their social media, sitting on the toilet like I once was. I want to find my way to each and every single one of their heart and pour some fuel in there to reignite their spark. Once I'm in there and I have their trust, I teach them how to come off of their hamster wheel, help craft their big vision of the world and then show them how to move in this direction like only they can. One imperfect step after the other, we will make the world a truer, more beautiful place. But you know all of this by now because I keep breaking your ears off about it. So now let's go back on your life and imagine it as a movie or a book. Start by choosing one to three adversaries and what they taught you, okay? This might be people or situations or even periods of your life. For example, I'd say mine were being in school and working for someone else. Both of these taught me that I need independence and adventure and that trying to fit into a box drains my soul. So make a list. 
one to three adversaries in your story. And then choose three important transitions or turning points and what they represent in that story of yours. For me, I'd go with number one, leaving my job at the summer camp. Number two, leaving the mobile coffee business. And three, deciding to hike the PCT. Leaving the summer camp represents my entry in that responsible grown-up world I needed to experience throughout my 20s to understand what I did not want. Then leaving the mobile coffee business represents the first moment where I listened to my intuition, no matter how good my situation sounded, and took a step in the direction of freedom. Finally, deciding to hike the PCT represents the moment when I chose to believe in myself against all odds. So, three important transitions and what they represent in your story. Finally, choose three times in your life when you felt like you were doing something important and list what they have in common. I'm going to go with working at the summer camp, hiking the PCT, and then convincing people to hike the PCT as well via my conversations or my coaching program. What they have in common is that they are all about allowing myself and others to be their wholehearted, brave self, about leaving the comfort zone, being free, and being yourself. So make a long list, three times in your life where you felt like you were doing something important, and everything that these three things have in common. Are you starting to see a pattern there? These are all precious hints as to what your unique mission here on earth is. And where are you right now in that story? Are you smack in the middle of facing an adversary? Or are you in a threshold between two periods of your life? Or in the middle of a fulfilling experience? Okay, enough questions and reflection for now. Next week, I'm going to go deeper into this, but I'm not telling you more because I want to keep the surprise. So have a good week and think about your life as an epic story. And remember, it's never too late to make it more adventurous, to strengthen the hero or to change the ending. Okay, I love you and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You just listened to the Self-Growth Nerds podcast. I hope you enjoyed We publish an episode every Monday, so make sure to subscribe if you want to be notified. I want to thank my friend Etienne Galano for editing this, and I want to thank you, kind-hearted souls, for doing the inner work necessary to grow into your truest self and make the world a better, more beautiful place. My name is Marie, and I will talk to you next week.